So first of all, I want to wish everybody a freilich and other. People think that, you know, poor and past, and that's it. And other is gone. It's not gone. We're still in the midst of the other. And we have to be happy. You have to be simcha. Someone that's mentioned to me just now that uh, Ner Yaakov Talmud called me literally three minutes ago to inform me that his wife gave birth to a baby boy. And they're making a bris next Tuesday in Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh. Pretty amazing, a simcha. And I said, Yamamish, you made my, you made my day. You make it's 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 added to the simcha, because the Mishnah, the Gemara, when the Gemara says Mishinichnas other Marbin b'simcha, doesn't say when it ends. It's Marbin b'simcha. Mishinichnas Marbin b'simcha. Should go on weiter and weiter and weiter. It should spread out. It should spread out to everybody. So I want to give a bracha. We just hear good news. Whenever you hear a bracha, you should always spread out. It should be simchas by everybody. Everyone should have simchas, everything that they need. And it should be not only for Ner Yaakov, Talmidim, and other Talmidim, but it should be for God's Kalal Yisrael. The Kalal Yisrael should have a bracha. Ah, that's what we hope. That's what we pray. That's what we aspire for. I want to say before we start the, before we start the Zoom Shmooze tonight that there's a young girl who's the granddaughter of a very close friend of ours. She went to an operation this morning. Her name is Malka Basheva Bastamima Leia, a nine-year-old girl who, unfortunately, they found a tumor. They don't know yet if it's malignant or not, but they had to remove the tumor. She's a young girl, and it's literally it's in a place which is close to her heart. Close to her, it's not in the heart itself, but it's close to the heart. Malka Basheva Bastamima Leia. She didn't have a and Mitz Hashem, the words that we say tonight, it should be a schus, it should be a schus for her, it should be a schus for all the chaylim, all the chaylim that need it. And I want to tell you, you know, the thoughts that I was thinking about, about, you know, what to speak about tonight, uh, have to do with, you know, all of us, you know, we've been, it's been over a year that we've had the COVID in our lives, we've had Magaif in our lives, and it's no question that it's changed as we've said many, many times, it changed the game plan. The you know the, the playing field is not exactly the same playing field. And I don't know what your Purim was like. I can tell you a little bit what our Purim was like over here. We'll, we'll, we'll share it with you. And you guys will measure. Uh, and the little bit that I heard from some of the Talmudim is that, you know, things were a little bit different this year. I hope, you know, I say, hopefully they were different. I mean to say that people should be safe. But... Uh, there's no question that there was a, the Rabbanu Shalom showed us that he's in charge. And at the same time, we had a chiv to make a simcha, to be besimcha. So, um, so how did we do it? And what do we take? What do we take from it? That's the, really the most important thing. What do we take from this? What do we take from this? How do we take some good things out of the Purim? Everyone remembers Purims of yesteryear especially the Talmudah went to Ner Yaakov, and they, maybe they don't remember what Purim is like because they drank so much. Right, Labi? Right? Um, there's a Ner Yaakov Talmud. I don't want to say it is a very, very hush of a Talmud who sent me a picture of his Purim this year. And it looked like the exact same position as I saw him when he was a Talmud in the Yeshiva. Today he's a married person and he's a Gavaldic person. But the same thing, he was laying on the floor completely, completely bombed out after drinking copious amounts of alcohol 
<laughs> and I wrote him, I said, Baruch Hashem, you'll have the capability, the capability to be able to, to ta uh, take all that in, ingest all that into you. But the truth is, we know that that's not really the, the major, the major, major mitzvah, even though we do have a mitzvah of, of Adla Yoda, and that's a mitzvah which somehow, especially in their Yaakov guys, they took it. That was the one mitzvah that they were makbid, <laughs> like the Shir Chazanish. Over here, they became briskers and Chazanish niggers. Uh, Rebbe, I'm a machmid. That's why I'm getting drunk. <laughs> but um, the real essence of the symbol of the, of the of the Purim is, is is simcha, true simcha. What is true simcha? So I think we, we mentioned a little bit in the past, in the week, previous weeks also to have to have an inner simcha, have an inner simcha. Um, so what I wanted to say is like this is that it could be this year that for many of us it was a more stated uh, simcha and the reason is very very simple because uh, we took stock health wise and uh, in my own family simcha we only had officially we only had just family members you know we had children and grandchildren not everyone came because over here in Eretz Yisrael, they made what's called the Seger. They made us opposed to some sort of lockdown. They made it difficult for people to travel on Purim. But we still had people that made it. And, um, and we had some Talmidim from the yeshiva, from my son's yeshiva, Reb Dovber's yeshiva, that were here in Harnof, and they came to visit. And then you have the people that come into, the, the, the Talmidim from different yeshivas that come to raise money. Even though this year, a lot of the Rabbanim said not to go to raise money. These guys said they all had. They came, raising money is always a big thing on, on, on these days. And we had, we had a, a simcha, we had a suda. The Rebbe made delicious food. Uh, we both got dressed up in costumes, as we've been doing lately. And we said, we sang, we danced. You know, today I got to tell you, the music is a whole different level of music. You know, my grandchildren know the more fast-paced uh, music that's available, and they put it on to some sort of um, key, and they, they had a big box, and they're able to play it loudly. So people were moving, and there was a lot of simcha with that. At the same time, it was a year of separation, of kashi, of difficulties, and it wasn't simple to celebrate the Purim. It wasn't easy. It wasn't the same thing. It wasn't the same. Even though my grandson just came out to, to, to visit me, he learns in the yeshiva in Yushalayim, and he says, Zaydi, it was in his yeshiva, there was three days of celebrations. You know, the yeshiva guys, they all know how to do it. And he was telling me how they, they actually made a um, gewaldik, gewaldik, a simcha. But I want to say what part of what the simcha was, that he said he was able to finish Masechta Psachim, which is the Masechta that they're learning in the yeshiva, and he finished... On Purim, he finished Masech the Megillah, and I was very, very proud of him. And now he tells me for Ben Azmanim, he has two projects, and one is Masech the Rosh Hashanah, and one is, I think, Masech the Beitzah that he wants to learn. To me, that's like the greatest part of Purim that we could we could get out. And 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 I spoke to Rabbi Lanjinian on the phone. I reminded him about how much Hanav we had in the days when Rabbi Lan was a Rebbe and, a, and an Avbayit, and there used to be, at least in the days of Katamon, I remember, it could be even was in Yeshiva, was in Gula, that we used to have 
a group of Talmidim that Rebelan would learn Masechta Megillah in 24 hours or 48 hours, it would finish the entire Masechta Megillah. And that was a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. <laughs> I don't know if you remember anything of it, but Lamaisa, you learned it. But the main thing is, is that Kabbalah Satira, to, that's the purpose. The whole purpose of Purim is like the Chazal say, Kimu Vikiblu, to be Makabalah. We say Kabbalah Satira, it's like a, like a, a, term, a term that we use, terminology we throw out. But the real concept is to reiterate how much love and how much thanks we have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving us his Torah. And that's really what it's all about. I remember when I was younger and I would drink, uh, like Yeshiva Bakr drink. I remember, and just talking about myself again, the, the, I'm not the only one. The, the main thing that I would always try to say over when I was drunk was to say the different Torah and to express how much we have to help others to learn Torah. That's the purpose, is to share the Torah with others. As I think I mentioned, a famous vart that Rav Nevenzal writes about the four major mitzvahs of Purim. The first mitzvah is the mitzvah of Kriyas and Megillah. And the way we can explain it is that it's teaching us a lesson in having a relationship with the Rebbe, that the Talmud learns from the Rebbe. That's the first stage. First stage is you got to have a Rebbe. You have to have an attachment to a Rebbe. And that's what Kriyas Tatar, Kriyas Tatar is a shliach. Sibor, he lanes, and we listen. We hear. We hear. The pshat is we're learning from the Rebbe. That's the concept of a Rebbe. The second thing is the mitzvah of Suda, of having a Suda. The mitzvah of Suda represents that you have to prepare a Suda. If you don't prepare a Suda, then you're not able to eat. Like the Gemara says, If you prepare the challenge, you prepare the Kishka, or the way Chazal say, prepare yourself in this world, then we're to the world to come. That represents that a person himself has to learn the Torah. Without our own preparation, that our own input, each person on his level, then you can't get to the meat and potatoes. You can't get to the Suda. You can't have the delicious food. The delicious food is what the, the, the effort that we put in as best as we can. And then there's the mitzvah of Shalach Manis. Shalach Manis is Ishlereyeyu. We said that represents the concept of a Chavrusa, of having a good Chavr. Anyone has ever had a good chavrusa in your career in yeshiva or as you become balabatim. And you know, if you have a chavrusa you learn with, then that makes the learning so much more pleasurable because you share it. Each one with his mind, with his kashas, not every single person sings the same way. And each one of us sharpens each other. That's the concept of shalach manas ish l'reyeyu. And the last thing is matanas levyainim to give to the ones who are not as fortunate as we are. Every single one of us, to give tzedakah, we understand to give to the less fortunate, to realize that we should give tzedakah not only in a physical form, but in a spiritual form, to teach others, to teach a Talmud, to be makar of another person, to Yiddishkeit. A person that might have been a, 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 a person that went off the derech and now is in your community, and to be able to, to, to bring them into your house and to give them an enjoy, uh, enjoyable time. All of these elements, each person on his level, each, each one of us has an ability, the ability to be able to, that's the reflection which I reflect on what Purim is really supposed to be about, Kabbalah Satayra. And I know in the yeshiva by us, my son has instituted a great, great minig, and it could be some other places they have the same as well, 
you know, a lot of uh, places around the world, Avis Abunim. So we've instituted the yeshiva that immediately after the Megillah, there's a, a, a learning seder for an hour and a half and all the Talmidim come. First, we serve food for them. And even during the COVID, we only we did it with social distancing as best as we could, or if only the people that already either had vaccinations. And then there was a seder of learning, and we pay Talmidim a small stipend in order to able to them to have an incentive in order for them to learn. And it was a gewaldic, gewaldic scene. This year I couldn't go. And previous years I've gone, this year I couldn't go because they had a, the, the police were blocking off the roads. But I was zoomed in. I was zoomed in, Rabbi. It was Gam Zoom Latoiva. I was zoomed in and I was able to see the guys learning. And I myself was learning, trying to finish Besechta Megillah. And uh, the Rav of the Kilis Hagra, Rav Elimelech Kordfa, was a wonderful, wonderful Rav, very, very close to my son. He came to the, to the Seder and he couldn't get over the guys learning. And then what he did was he took off his frack and his hat and he put it on one of the guys. He took one of the guys' baseball caps and he put on a leather jacket and he stood on the chair and they were dancing and they were singing. Now, but I said, there's nothing like dancing and singing when it's, an, it's elevated by Kabbalah Satira. And that's something that we have to try to take to ourselves what can I do if the Purim to reassert whatever level each one of us is trying their utmost to make a Seder, to keep starting, either be a Dafayayimi or going to a Shir. But what would happen if I would add on a, a small something, five minutes of learning Sefer Shmir Salash in the day? Five minutes of learning Sefer Shmir Salash in the day. Get a Chabrus to learn Sefer Shmir I'm learning Sefer Shmir Salash today. I learn every day with a with a young Balchuva who's married, who learns in the yeshiva, the Rebetzin, it cooks. And I know I get from it. Not only does he get from it, he says he's getting a lot from it because I'm helping him to learn and I'm helping him to translate the words. We do it together. But we're doing it together. We're doing it together. I also gain from it. I also see insights to how a person could be shamer pivala said That's something we have to take with us for Purim. And that we can take this year Purim, even if we didn't have the same uh, elevated, all-together Purim that we might have had in previous years, but HaKadosh Baruch still gave us that simcha, gave us that ability for Kabbalah Satorah. I spoke to Neri Yaakov Talmud today. Uh, we discussed uh, a certain job situation that he has an opportunity to, for himself to have uh, a higher pay salary, and it's getting an opportunity. But, and, and we discussed that position and another position and one of the things that I mentioned to him is that he meant he had told me a while ago that with the position that he has presently, he has a little bit more time to learn, a little more flexible about his learning time. And I said, that's got to be a focus. When you're making decisions, it shouldn't only be about how much money I'm going to get, but it's also got to be, you know what? Am I going to be able to spend some time learning? And that's something that it's not easy. Each person has his own job and you got your own structures, not like everyone can learn from the same situation. But if we recognize that the, the Gashmias is going to only be a bracha if it's based upon Ruchmias. And that's the element that I think that this year, Tafshin Pei that we should take out of Purim and we should carry it with us. You know, here in Yerushalayim, we had a Purim Mashulish. So we had it on Friday, there was a Kriyas Megillah on Shabbos. We had, according to some, um, some extra drinking. 
And on Sunday, we had a Suda and we had Shalach Manas. So we're still in the week of, of Purim, so to speak. And all I can tell you is, is that what we have to take out of the Purim is the real Shalach Manas. The real Shalach Manas. The real Shalach Manas, as we said before, a Chavrusa, a relationship with the Rebbe, a relationship with somebody with my own input into learning, a relationship with someone that's less than me. Ah, these are Gavaldik and Yanim, lessons for Kabbalah Satayra of this year, in the midst of the corona. And I want to say the next thing is, this is the next thing. The next thing is, is that the real message of Megillus Esther and Purim, and even though we've already passed Purim, but we've, we have to take the message of Megillus Esther is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world, and even when it looks like we don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there. And that's what we always say. Esther menatari menayin. How do you know Esther menatari vanochi? Aster, aster, panay mehem. The name of Hashem is not mentioned in the Megillah, but the Megillah is replete with the message that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world. Megillah is the pshat. All the Swarim say to be megale, to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rabbi said to see him, to see him. And that's what every single person has the ability to see where is HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my life, my personal life, my family life, my community life, my Klai Yisrael life, the world that we're in today, the COVID, where anyone that's a thinking person doesn't think about the fact that we have a vaccination, vaccination which came about in a very short time. And even though in America, you haven't yet gotten the amount of people here in Eretz Yisrael, the amount of people that have gotten the vaccination, and hopefully it'll spread out throughout the entire world. It's a bracha from HaKadosh Baruch It's a birchas Hashem. And I have to tell you two stories of all the tragic stories that have taken place during the course of the year, and you can't take away from any losses. Each one is an oil of and families have lost loved ones and everything else. But I have to tell you that there are two people I know personally, I've been saying till them for for months and months and months. Been dabbed, I've had them in my tefillahs. One of them is a close friend of mine, Shlamenayach ben Feige Bracha. Shlamenayach is a gewaldig yid. And he himself was one of the forebearers of the Tshuva movement in Russia. He's been he's involved in setting up the entire, uh, the entire framework of Torah learning in Russia going back close to 30 years ago. He's been a mainstay. He is a tzaddik, and he caught corona, and he got a severe case. And we've been in touch with the family, and he's literally he's been in sakana, and they really thought he wasn't going to make it. And I want to tell you that I've been davening for him every single day. And then my wife, the Rebison, tells me a little bit. Two weeks ago, she's been in touch with. Our good friend is his wife, is Aisha Schayel. She says she got a phone call or she got a message. It was Rosh Chaydish Other, Rosh Chaydish Other. And the doctors informed Mrs. Mandel that they have to take him off of the respirator and take him off the ventilators because he's been on it for such a long time. And at this point, they don't see that they can continue this. And they have to see if they're going to be able to breathe on his own or not. And they're going to take him off just for a couple minutes. But they want her to be in the room and they want her to talk to him. 
So this is the story that happened. She's sitting there and she says to him, Shlomanayach, she's talking to him, she's been talking to him the whole time, but he hasn't been responsive. He's been completely, completely like in a vegetative state. And she says to him, you know, it's been a long time. You've been in the hospital for a long time. He doesn't answer. And then he, she says to him, you know, your beard has become so long, your, your mustache is covering your mouth. Do you want me to, to, to maybe to take a scissors and to, to, to get it, make it less comfortable? All of a sudden, he starts shaking his hands. Starts shaking his hands. And she noticed from the way he's shaking his hands that he wanted to write something. So he gave, she gave him a pen and a paper. And he wrote on the paper with a pen in his handwriting, a little bit wobbly, he wrote, it's Rosh Chodesh. You're not allowed to take a haircut. You can't cut my hair. She went crazy and she called in the doctors. The doctors went crazy. The doctors couldn't get over it. And then they decided to keep him off of the, of the ventilators for an hour. And they did it in for four hour periods. In a period of an hour, four times during that day. And he was able to have 70% of his oxygen on his own, on his own kaychus. The doctors called in Mrs. Mandel and they said, we want to tell you something. This is what we describe as a medical miracle. They didn't say the word, this is a medical. We have no explanation for this. We thought for sure he's one of those, another tragedy in the world. Rabbi Sai, and we don't know what the schuss and why this one gets and the other one gets. But we should realize people have been davening and davening and davening. Don't stop davening. Don't stop davening. Second story. I have a neighbor of mine. His name is Dr. Sarasky. Dr. Sarasky is a dentist who lives here in Harnov for many, many years. He's a South African Jew who went many, many years ago, if I'm not mistaken, in Orsameach. A wonderful, wonderful yid. A big smile, a mensch, got wonderful kids. Lives literally in the building right next door to me. He was one of the first cases of corona here in Eretz Yisrael. He had a severe case. For months and months and months, he was hospitalized, and we were davening. We had big tefillahs. We had Zoom tefillahs. We had phone tefillahs. We thought for sure he was gone, and somehow he got out of the hospital, and he came home around two months ago. A group of us went to visit him, not every day, some people more often, some people less, but I tried to go visit him a few times, and I have to tell you, they had him outside, his wife, his family were taking care of him, but it was very hard to see. It's very hard to see a man who you know is a vibrant human being, and he's literally like a shell, and he doesn't move, and you talk to him, and he doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. He's just quiet. And he's, you know, you don't know what's going on inside. This Shabbos, as I was coming home from Shul, this Shabbos, Rabbi Isai, I heard that they had made a minion for him in Megillus Esther. So, and they, they had a special laning for him. So I went down to his porch outside and he was there. And it was one other person sitting with him, a good friend of ours. And I said, I started singing, Mishem, 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 Mishem. And I see he's, 
He's moving. He's moving. And then I said to him, doctor, it's so good to see you. I'm so happy to see you. So he says, it's good to be seen as well. The first time I had heard him speak. And then I saw he was in a good mood. He was talking and we started speaking. I told him Advar Torah. Told him Gavalik Advar Torah. And he was happy. And then I got him to be, he broke, I got him to break out in a big smile. I was so happy when I saw that big smile. It gave me such a chizik. Rabbi Sai, the lesson of the Megillah is al never give up. Recognize our koyach is gewaldik, shebegewaldik. And that's what the Rebunisham wants from us. And could be, this is what HaKadosh Baruch is telling us in these times. I want to hear your tefillahs. I want, to, I want you to be like Esther. What did Esther do? Esther said, make a sign. Make a, a three-day sign. Go out and to cry. What was Mordechai? Ben Yair, Ben Shimi, Ben Kish, all the different languages. The Gemara says, Listen to the prayer. We said last week, knocking on heaven's door. Knocking, knock, knock, knock on heaven's door. Rabbi Isai. We have to continue to knock. If we knock, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is listening. If we don't knock, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't listen. Rabbi said, listen to this Gewaldik Maisa I saw before. Mifshach. Mifshach Zetzal. When he was literally a hundred years old. He was old. It wasn't easy. And at a certain point, he didn't have the ability to eat regularly and they had to make a decision that they have to give him food through his veins. And they informed of Shach that this is the decision he can't eat, he can't swallow. He's going to have to have it intravenously. And Shach started crying. Started crying? Okay, now the truth is any older person that would have such a, a thing, you can imagine, they would cry. So he said to the Rashiva, Rashiva, why are you crying? So he says, I'm crying because what you're telling me is I won't be able to thank Hashem every single time I eat, because you only chayv in a bracha if you eat normally. And now I won't be able to say thank you to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for giving me food. Shehakol ni'evid so if Shach was crying that he would be losing out on that relationship, Rabbi said, we don't look at food in such a fashion, but if we would begin to retrain ourselves, when we have food and we have an opportunity to say the bracha as best as we can with as much kavan as we can, and to be thankful, that shows that we have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we should be so grateful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that he gives us this opportunity. Givaldik, givaldik. I just saw Maisa before about uh, Rav Schwab brings down the Sefer that uh, the brother of the Ger Rebbe in Europe, they once, they, they once heard him speaking underneath his breath. And he said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I love you. I have, I have, I, I love you. Can you imagine, Rabbi? Said, that's a language that you use. I love you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's a, that's a message that we have to continually put into our, into ourselves. I, I was learning last night a piece from Shem Pinkus, and we were learning about how, how Shabbos, we have longer Pesukah de Zimra, and the concept of longer Pesukah de Zimra is similar to the, to the Zmiris that the Levim would have in the Beis HaMikdush. Rabbi said, if we would really recognize, hey, 
when we take a look at a Shabbos davening, you know what we say? Oh, yeah, yeah, longer davening. <laughs> it's, we should be looking at it as a better opportunity. We have more of an opportunity to thank Zimra. I saw Rav Moshe Feinstein said that the kavanas that a person has in Pesukit Zimra are more important. I can't remember if he said it was more important than Shman Esrei or, or the Birchus Kriyashma. But we don't realize because if a person doesn't give shvach to HaKadosh Baruch doesn't give praises to HaKadosh Baruch doesn't appreciate everything that HaKadosh Baruch does for him, then how can he ask him for something? But when we praise him, we recognize everything we have is from him. The rain is from him, the sun is from him, the health is from him. Everything is from him. And the more opportunity we have for Shir V'Shevach, to give praises to HaKadosh Baruch the more thankful we should be. I saw another word that Rav Shach says, ah, gewaldig, gewaldig. We say it in the Mizma David. we say, Gam ki eilech moves, ki even when we go in the shadow of death, we're not afraid, ki HaKadosh Baruch is with us, the, the staff, and the shiftach on mishantach and whatever holds me, they're the ones that give me the chama. So the simple understanding is that Kodesh Baruch was always watching over us. So the, the, the Rav Shach brought down, uh, it could be something, the Chaim, the Mashal, the Mashal is Gavaldik, of a young boy that's walking with his father in the forest. And the forest is filled with all kinds of animals, dangerous animals. As long as the son is walking with his father, he feels protected. The father's protecting him. But then what happens, all of a sudden in the middle, you know the way children are, they start... They get nervous, they get, you know, they get the they, ADD, ADHD, and they have to show that they're independent, and he, they run away. They run, and then the father's not there, and then all of a sudden, what's the child feeling? Well, he, all of a sudden, he starts hearing the animals, and he starts becoming afraid, he starts to cry. And the next thing he knows, when he cries, he says, Abba, Abba, Daddy, Daddy. All of a sudden, he feels his father's hands on his shoulders. Oh, and he's safe again. But then what happens is the father gives him a patch on his, on his face. He gives him a patch on his hand. He says, Abba, why are you hitting me? Why are you hitting me? He says, because I was so nervous. You ran away from me. I didn't know where you were. And I thought you were in danger. So I'm hitting you, patching you, in order that you should learn the lesson that you can't run away when it's in, you're in a dangerous place. And the nimshal is the famous nimshal. The nimshal is that we go through the gullahs. And it's amazing. Klal Yisrael, we're in Gullahs. We're in Florida. We're in California. We're in Gullahs, Rabbi I Don't think you're not in Gullahs. We're all, we're all in Gullahs. It's all part of the long Gullahs. And to a certain extent, all of us, because the Rabbanu is speaking to us that we have a shaykhist to Rabbanu Shalom, we've left him, so to speak. We're not, we, we've run out into the forest and we're surrounded by all the elements. And only when we have fear and we fear that, that we need help from our father do we call out to him. And then he holds us. And sometimes what does he have to do? He has to patch us. He has to tell us that you shouldn't do this again. Don't do this again. Call out to me. Rabbi said, this is the Kayach of Tefillah. This is the Kayach of Tefillah. We should be, we should be we should try our utmost to be mechazik, whatever we can do, mechazik in Yonim of Tefillah, to learn more about Tefillah, 
to spend a little more time. I just saw it brought down, you know, a lot of times we have to run through Pesukah de Zimra, we come a little late to Shoal, and we lose out on the Pesukah de Zimra. And it's brought down for sure, you have to say all the, all the, the Mishnah Bruce says you can't do this regularly to skip. But if a person has to skip, the main thing is, is that it should be the little bit you are saying to say to be mechazik ourselves in the kayak of tefillah ah, that is gewaldik, gewaldik, gewaldik and this is I think the lesson of Purim Purim this year this year it's clear I told, I was walking down from Shul and I saw two like you know Kailo guys and I said and he said, oh, Rabbi Lift, they said to me. They were both Israelis. I said, how did you notice me? He said, no, we can tell even underneath the mask. I was wearing a mask. You know what I, mean? I said, this year, Purim, you know it's Purim because we're all wearing masks. We're all wearing masks. And the truth is, this year's Purim, I said, is, wasn't just a day or three days like in Yerushalayim. It was a year of Purim. We really think about it. The COVID started around Purim time, on Purim. That's when it finally hit people. We've had a year of Purim, a year of Hester Panim, a year of masks. That's what it's been. But in the end of the day, Kiata Yimadi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. Abayzai, what are we holding? We're holding after Purim, between Purim and Pesach. But I think this year the Purim is the Pesach for Pesach. It's the opening for Pesach. Pesach, Rabbi Sai. We're getting closer. Getting closer to the Zman Hagula. Ah, we should be Zachar to the Zman Hagula. The Pesach is all the things we spoke about the Chizuk in Kabbalah Satayr of Purim, the Chizuk in the fact that we should see Hashem in our lives as best as we can and to attach ourselves as best as we can through Torah, through Tefillah, not to be Miyayish, but to recognize that Kodesh Baruch is with me, Kiyat is with us the whole time. And to see Hashem, to see Hashem in our lives, to be thankful. I have to tell you that today was the yard site of the great Rav Shalem Zalman, what a Yid, what a Yid, what a Yid. And I want to say over one Misa, which uh, happened, and it's a Ner Yaakov Misa, it's in the book, but I think we should be masquerade because it's such a Gavaldic Misa, and it has all the elements of what we spoke about here. The famous Misa, when Ner Yaakov moved out of Harnov and moved to Katamon. So we had rented a, a very, very uh, old building, which was used for many, many years as the Hartman Institute. And before that, and then it was used as the Mexican consulate, it was used as a filmmaking school. Now, there are zoning laws. I have to tell you, there are zoning laws even in Eretz Israel, especially in Israel. And our lawyer felt that there's no problem with renting the building because the school had been used, the building was used as school building for so many years. And it's also a lot of school buildings around there. Anyway, to make a long story short, I came back from America. It was around a week before this mom was supposed to start. We put in a lot of money into renovations to turn it into a dormitory for Ner Yaakov, lovely, lovely guys, you know, the nice, quiet, simple, who never make any noise kind of guys. And um, when I come back, Rabbi Myers, my good friend, Rabbi Yaakov Myers, 
met me at the airport. He says, uh, we have to go to visit our lawyer right now. So why don't we go visit our lawyer? Because the neighbors have gone to the city and they took out a work stoppage order against the yeshiva because of zoning laws. And we have a problem. So even though we had put in, I think around $50,000 of renovations into the building, we had a major problem in our hands. We went to the lawyer and the lawyer told me, well, we're going to court. Yud Elo, Friday, Yud Elo, which was the next day, we're going to court. And who's taking it? The, the city's taking us to the court. The city in those days was very anti-religious, um, was run by Teddy Kolak. And um, I asked my lawyer, what are the chances? Not that great, not that great. We made contingency plans of what happened, but in the end of the day, we were looking at a very, very big, big loss for the yeshiva and a possible closing of the yeshiva. We had boys coming on Sunday, and this was Friday. We went to court. Now, before we went to court that morning, I decided, what does a yid do when he has a tzara? You go to a gadol. I decided to go to B'Shalem Mizalm and Orbach, Zechazarek, and Shari Chesed. I'm going to tell you another story about Shari Chesed in a second. I'm going to end off. To remind me to tell you this last story about Shari Chesed in a second. More current story. And uh, I went to some Zamadav and Shachris with him. After Shachris, I told him what's going on. And the yeshiva is going to court and we might be closed down. And, and he said to me, Oy, medaf davnen, oy, medaf davnen. We have to daven, we have to daven. He, he felt the pain. He said, medaf davnen, we have to daven. And that was it. He didn't give me a bracha, everything's going to be all right. He just said these words, you have to daven, you have to daven. And I felt that was the, the message which Shlomo was giving. We went to court. I'm going to cut to the chase over here. The judge that was supposed to come didn't show up. A new judge showed up. He wore a kippah suga. His name was Judge Ben Zimra. He was known to be a big stickler for law but at least he was a religious person. And we went into the, into the hearing and the city had their lawyers and the city lawyers, um, they presented that this building was not zoned for, for, for institutions. And the judge, you know, the first thing he said was, I don't understand. I live two blocks from that building. I know that that building has been used for over 25 years for different institutions. And you never said a word to any of those institutions. Why are you saying a word to this institution? Oh, it must be because this is a yeshiva. That's the reason why you're going in. So we heard a glimmer of hope. And then after asking me some questions about the yeshiva, what kind of guys we deal with, and I told them how much money we had put in and that would be a big loss for us. He sent us all out. And for the next two hours, I was in the waiting room next door, and I was saying till him for two hours. I said till him once, twice, three times almost during that tip period. Then we were called back in, and we were called back in. This judge gave an unprecedented decision in favor of the yeshiva. And I always say that that unprecedented decision not only saved the yeshiva for that day, but it could be everyone else that came to the yeshiva afterwards got a schus. That judge gets a schus for keeping the yeshiva open. And he made a decision that the yeshiva could move in. It was a mess. It was a nest, Rabbi said. I sp spoke to like members of the Knesset afterwards. They said, it's unheard of that this decision should be made. But the judge used his Jewish self to the utmost. I have to tell you, that there's now they just changed. They're talking about making the law in Israel to allow for conservative and reform uh, conversions. The Supreme Court just gave out, gave out a law this week, which is crazy. 
So I'm just showing you that there's a lot of anti-religious sentiment. And this judge held on and he fought for us. And the end of the story is that at 2.30 in the afternoon, I called the house to Rabbi Zalman on Friday, and I told the grandson answered, and I told him, I said, we won the case. So he says, the Zayda is waiting the entire time he's been waiting. Since he spoke to you, he hasn't stopped davening. He's been davening the whole time. To me, that was unbelievable. Rabbi Zalman, when he said, he didn't just mean that I should daven, but he's going to daven with me. And I think that that's a lesson, Rabbi Isai, the lesson of davening, the lesson of davening. Ah, to daven, to daven, to daven, a yid davens, and the Rabbanisha listens to our tefillahs. I have to tell you that the night before last, the Rebbe and I had a wedding in Shari Chesed. A Talmidah of the Rebbe, who's 36 years old, comes from a uh, from home, Hamisha background, an older girl who's never been married, got married to a 36-year-old Gerrit Sedek, a righteous convert from Chile. And there were only a certain amount of people invited. We were invited. The Rebetzin walked the Kala down with another woman. And the wedding was in Shari Chesed. And underneath the chuppah, the Rav, who knew this Gerrit Sedek from Chile, said, I want to tell you, a pshat in the Gemara. The Gemara says that Koshim Geim Yisrael Kisapachas, that converts are difficult to claw Yisrael like a wound, like a like a, a seizure. And and everyone speaks about it. He says, I want to tell you the pshat. The pshat is because sometimes you have a person that's a, a righteous convert, and they do the mitzvahs with such an enthusiasm, like this particular shlomo. And he's a brilliant person also. He has a, he had gave up his a life of whatever religion he was part of. He gave up job opportunities to become part of the Jewish people. And he says sometimes it's like a it's like a, a tviya on us who are from we're from we grew up we're, we're we're born into the Jewish into the Jewish nation and we don't have the appreciation of the mitzvahs and the ma'asim taivim the way sometimes people that come from the outside have and that's a tremendous tremendous lesson for us it says in the Megillah Rabbim misyahadim a lot of people became more they became Jewish some people say they were Megayer. Rabbi Zay, to a certain extent, that's also part of the Kabbalah Satoru that we have to take upon ourselves. Ah, all these wonderful lessons. Let's get Chizuk. And it's been wonderful, wonderful spending the time with every single one of you guys. Every single I know you're taking out of your precious time, your jobs, and 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 your families, and you're you're bonding together. We're all bonding together. It should be this Shabbos is coming upon us, Pashas Pura and Pashas Kisisa. It should be the, all the machzis hashem. We'll all put it all together. All of ourselves, all our tefillas, all our bakashas. We should be zayichu mitzvahem. Simcha to the gula shleima. Thank you for listening to this foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.